Good morning on this first Friday of the month of May. This is St. Gabriel Catholic Radio and the first Friday Sacred Heart Hour. Joining you live from the studios here at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio is this is Father Stosh Daly with Chuck and Joanne Wilson. Good morning. Good morning, Father. We have an exciting hour lined up for all of our listeners as we enter into this first Friday dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus in this month of May, which is dedicated to Our Lady as Queen and Mother. As we enter into this hour, we invite all of you to join us as we pray the morning offering prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month, Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, Father, I know this is the month of May, the month of Mary, and I thought uh, I want to start off with a question. And I know this is before you've had your coffee and warmed up, uh, so we're going to go right warm. after it. And uh, He's always warmed up. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. So anyway. Uh, I just come into the Catholic Church. It was 1978 after being married to Joanne. And, and about three years later, I'm walking downtown with one of our salesmen, Al. And Al grew up in an orphanage in Cleveland with the sisters and was adopted and ended up playing football for Ohio State. And, and he worked for our company. And, and I said, Al, I came into the Catholic Church three years ago. I know you're Catholic. Uh, is there anything you can give me or insights to your formation or faith or whatever. He said, no, it's Mary. I said, no, Al, Mary. He said, yeah, just go to Mary and everything gets worked out. So, Father, I know we have listeners today that probably have the same question. Why Mary? Why do we go to Mary? Mm. And um, and maybe you can help That's those good, listeners Jack. like myself. That's very good. Yeah, we just turn the heat up really high. Yeah. Right out the gate. <laughs> right on. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> you know, I, it's a good question. It's a beautiful question. And you're right. Um, it's a question that, without a doubt, resonates and reverberates in many of uh, our minds and our hearts at different points in our lives. But, you know, several years ago, maybe many years ago now, you made a point um, with regard to the Sacred Heart Enthronement, and you had said... And Joanne, I apologize for complimenting your husband. I'm impressed, Father. I'm impressed. <laughs> Pray tell, what compliment my, my, do my you ears have? Are perking up. <laughs> a, a compliment. Oh. Brace yourself. <laughs> but Chuck, you had said you to remember that you know the Father in Heaven sent His Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, into the family first. Oh. You know, he sent His Son, the Lord mm. Jesus Christ, first into the family, and. If we, uh, but just try to understand the significance of that statement, you know, the Lord comes into the world, the Lord comes into humanity first through the family. Mm. That sets the tone, that sets the stage, you know, that sets the context through which I believe we can always perceive and strive to understand anything and everything about the church. 
So when you ask, like, why go to Mary? Why is Mary significant? Why is Mary important? Uh, why do we have not just one, but several months dedicated to Mary? Why is every Saturday dedicated to Mary? You know, why consecrate your home, yourself, to Our Lady? Why wear a scapular, pray the rosary? Whatever the question may be, however, whatever form it may take, you know, if we first remember the Lord came to humanity first through a family. Okay, now who's in the family? St. Joseph, the foster father. Oftentimes we refer to him as good St. Joseph because he's right and just. But then there's the Holy Virgin, Mary. Entering into sacred scripture, especially Luke's gospel, we learn so very many beautiful things, not just about the Father's love for humanity and not just how the Father expresses that love by sending his Son to us, but we also come to encounter, we meet someone who's incredibly important in this whole drama of divine love, and that is a young woman who's the Holy Virgin, whose name is Mary. And if we can recall the dialogue between the Archangel Gabriel and the Blessed Virgin Mary in Luke's Gospel, the infancy narratives, if you will. You know, remember the angels, um, they're, they're messengers for God. In fact, that's what angel means, messenger in Hebrew, you know. So when Gabriel is speaking to the Blessed Virgin Mary, rather than thinking that Gabriel just has to give a message, it's better for us to think that Gabriel is offering an echo. Hmm. Gabriel is echoing the words of God the Father in heaven. So when Gabriel speaks to mm -hmm. Mary and says, you know, hail full of grace, what does that mean? She's highly exalted. It also means that she's totally pure. She's perfectly human. No sin. No original sin. Well, the implications of that, the logical consequences, of course, reflect not only on her, but also on us. We bear the effects of original sin. We trip, we fall, we stumble, we get mirrored in mud, covered in sin, uh, easily distracted, maybe tempted to despair, you know, Our Lady doesn't have any of that. She is the one who is being perfectly human, totally free, the Immaculata, as we call her, the Immaculate Conception. She stands as the most worthy of our race, of all humans, who's not able to, uh, you know, identify with the dirtiness of sin, but she can identify with the effects of it because she sees what it's done to her son, Jesus. You know, carrying him as in a baby in utero within the womb, giving birth to him, understanding the threats against his life, even as a little boy from Herod. You know, and then taking him to the temple, seeing how people are absolutely fascinated and curious by his wisdom and knowledge, but understanding what people do to that which is beautiful. Sometimes they treasure something that's beautiful so much that they actually ruin it. Our Lady understands quite well our needs, our wants, but she also understands and appreciates what she's offering through her yes, God in the flesh, Jesus. So when you ask the question, which is very good, you know, why is Mary important? Why go to Mary? It's because, you know, we always have the opportunity to cry out to the Lord by name. We can always have that opportunity and the possibility of approaching the throne of the Almighty. But the more we understand about ourselves, the more we realize I'm not going to be able to get there on my own. And the only person holding me back is me. Well, who better to help us get to the throne of God than a mother, than the one who is perfectly human, beautifully immaculate, always faithful, and able to persevere, no matter what the drama is, no matter what the saga is, no matter what the turmoil or the pain, or like I said, maybe even the effects of sin. So why Mary? Well, I think it's better to ask, you know, 
Why Jesus in the flesh? Why God the Father loves us when we rejected his love to begin with? You know, it, it, all of these questions ultimately lead us back to the Father still loves us even when we do not love him. And he sends his son to us through a family. He sends his son to us through Mary, his mother. You know, and just to kind of bring this to another beautiful reference in scripture, remember the words of Jesus Christ himself. Um, Behold your mother. It's the last thing he says in scripture about her. Behold your mother. You know, and what's the last thing she says about him that's recorded? Do whatever he tells you. So you can just look at the two phrases, <laughs> the two last phrases that each one of them say about one another to others. You have Mary telling, you know, the servants, do whatever he tells you. So she's telling us, do whatever my son tells you to do. And then the very last thing Jesus says to humanity in the presence of humanity about his mother, behold your mother. So, I mean, it's really beautiful. It's a powerful question, but I think we almost have to ask the Father for the grace to be strong enough to deal with the answer because it requires of us understanding, I belong to a family if I'm following Jesus. And in that family, it's no longer just he and me, it's us. Well, Chuck, thank you for asking Father that question. <laughs> I'd like to let everyone know that was not scripted. I had to come over that off the cuff. I, he comes up with everything off the cuff. You know, it's just that. Uh, my own pink slip. <laughs> inspired by the Holy Spirit. Indeed. And I know, Father, at this time, we've, we're going to talk a little bit about, the, therefore, the consecration yeah. to the Immaculate Heart. And uh, this year, we've introduced a booklet. Uh, we call it the... Uh, Consecration to the Macro Heart Kit with the image. And I know Joanne and I just went through this, and May is a perfect time to do it because it's the month of Mary. Mm. Maybe Joanne just share a little bit about our consecration and invite all members out there listening today. Well, you know, I was thinking a great time to do the consecration would also be a family May crowning. Oh, yeah. And I, you know, <laughs> learn. But Joanne, what is that? I know. What is that? Well, I'll tell you what it isn't. <laughs> That's what we did one time is uh, make it complicated. And uh, I Xeroxed pages from the Magnificat. And, of course, it was who was going to be the one to crown the, the, you know, 20 grandchildren. And, um, you know, and then I had passed out a hymn. But, you know, him to Mary, nobody knew it. And so, <laughs> so here we are in the backyard with the crown. You know, and I just said, well, it wasn't exactly what I had in mind. But she did get the crown on her head. And um, then when we did it again, it was so simple. Simple. The new booklet. It, well, no, this is when we had a family. And so we sang. Hail Mary, sure. full of grace. Everybody knew it. And so, you know, my suggestion is keep it simple. And that's what I love about this consecration booklet. It's very simple, but it's very powerful because it really explains what you need to know and really what you want to know. It explains about the symbol of Mary with the Immaculate Heart the flames, the burning love, 
the sword, the sword of sorrow that pierced Mary's heart. And the symbols of Mary, I never quite realized that the symbols are humility, obedience, and purity. And that's something that a family could just spend a little time talking about. But and, this, and it also has, in the beginning, a lot of background. Oh, that's true. And I think the background really sets the stage to lead into yeah. the symbols. And now we go into the prayers. Well, the opening prayer, the Hail Holy Queen. And then there's a litany to Mary. And then the prayer of consecration and closing prayer. So it's very doable. <clears throat> it's very beautiful. And then at the end... The 15 promises for those who pray the rosary. I think we need to renew our knowledge of the rosary. And just, you know, we, we know that there's evil out there, there's darkness out there. But what are the weapons that the Lord has given us to really overcome that? And really the rosary <clears throat> is right up there. And I and in closing also really the five Saturdays. Oh yeah, Jack. five first yeah. Saturday devotions. Uh, I, I call it again, Father. We've used this reference. This is the deluxe moo-moo car wash. I was it's wondering got, if you were going to bring that moo-moo it's in. It's got everything. I in was it. wondering. You want a little bit of the background? You want a little bit of the symbols? You want to go into the pr- prayers? You want the consecration and then the background? And the thing is. It's 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have to confess, he always gets the cheapo car wash. Well, I do. But, <laughs> but this one's this one's the most, This is the, this is the full deluxe. But I think through, through this and being a convert for everybody out there, every family, this is for every individual and every family. And Father, maybe just share again why the consecration is important, why it's been given to us, and why it's important for families and individuals. Well, so any time you hear the word consecration, it literally means to separate, to set off to the side, to offer up, you know. So when an individual or a household or a family sets out upon the task of a consecration, it's making a statement, it's an act of the will, right, that we are going to be set aside in a particular way wherein we are devoted or dedicated to in this situation, Our Lady. We are admitting she's present among us, and we are presenting ourselves to her as she is among us. And we want her to not only be among us, but we want her to have a special place of honor among us as mother and queen. You know, know, we have that beautiful quote from St. Therese of the Child Jesus. She is more mother than queen. She's both, but she is more mother than queen. Why? Because she was mother first. And in her maternity, there is then a queenship. And of course, that goes back to the Davidic kingdom in the Old Testament and the references to King Solomon, that the mother of the king was the queen of the kingdom. So therefore, Jesus Christ, as son of David, son of God, son of man, son of Mary, he is the eternal king. His mother, therefore, would be the queen of the kingdom. And that consecration, consecration to Our Lady, consecration to the Immaculate Heart, I mean, how many of us are dedicated to wearing a scapular, brown scapular, a white scapular, green, red, you know, scapular. There's that incredible devotion to wearing the scapular, praying the rosary. All of these are intentional acts of setting aside just a small portion of our day, or even our flesh, wearing a scapular. We're setting ourselves aside. We're consecrating ourselves to Our Lady. We are admitting she's among us, and we are giving her a place of honor. 
you know, a primary place of honor because we know we need her to walk with us, lead us, guide us to Christ, her son, the king of the, the kingdom. And of course, you know, the, the process that you've laid out before us in this very beautiful, very easy to follow mm -hmm. consecration of the household, the individual, the family to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Why is that important? Because these are very challenging times. Mm. What happens to the family without the mother? It falls apart. What happens to the family without the father? It gets attacked. But what happens to the family without the mother? It falls apart. We need the mother and it's really time. In fact, it's way past due for Catholics to really get over themselves and being worried about offending people. You know what? They don't care about us. There's nothing you can do to win the favor of the world. So stop trying. Oh, I like that father. That's so true. Just admit is mother and queen. Give her her rightful place yeah. of honor. Who cares what the people who don't believe in anything think when they come to visit you to bring that stale cookie because they're welcome <laughs> to the neighborhood? Who the heck cares? Allow her to finally have a rightful place uh, of honor among her children yeah. where she wants to be. You know, and when you run into people who are more concerned about what others think, it's like, hon, you need to go to confession and get rid of that big fat sin of pride. You know, allow Jesus to be king, Mary to be queen, and all this junk is going to get repacked and put together nicely. And you'll actually have some peace in your life. But if oh, you don't want Father, to, do it. That know? is so good. We need to hear that. Well, we're all a mess. We are know? a mess. <laughs> it's just a, it's first Friday. But we have the solution. We do, thank God. And, and the we other, both have those wounds, too. Yeah. Yeah. And think of, you know, Father, we've talked about it. May, Mary. Mary yeah. leads us to Jesus. Yeah. Guess what's coming in June? Just around the corner. Mm -hmm. The Sacred Heart. Yep. The month of the Sacred Heart. Mary leads us to June. Yeah. It's all connected. Mm -hmm. And I think as Joanne and I have experienced, you know, uh, with a lot of the missionary teams going out and uh, witnessing enthronements, uh, people sometimes don't have the right image. Yeah, sure. That's a barrier, Father. Yeah. Not having yeah. the right image. Yep. Or not sure that they want to really put it on the wall. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, this is what it's all about. Right. Because yeah. what's happening outside your house yeah. wants to come inside your yeah. house. And this is mm -hmm. your protection. No, it's so true. And only the only you, only you can determine who sits on the throne in your home. Hmm. You know, you don't get to blame it on someone else or something else. Only you get to determine who sits on the throne in your home. Hmm. And that throne is ultimately, as a disciple of Jesus, that throne is reserved for the one true king, the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, but who, who helps us to appreciate his place among us more so than the woman who brought him to us and brings us to him? And by, you know, making a little May altar. Absolutely. By just taking yeah. that picture and maybe putting it in another place, putting a little flower next to it or a candle, mm -hmm. you know, and, and let Jesus be there with her. Yeah, <laughs> But it's, it's something new. Yep. It's something a little different. That you're honoring Mary as your mother, your queen, yeah. you know, for the month of May and also, in a special it, there's way. There's something very powerful to the reality of our psychology. It it changes things up a bit. Yeah. You know, when you go into your home and it looks mm -hmm. the same every day, all day, you know, there's yeah. some fake flowers in the corner. They've been there for three years. You have years. that problem too? Oh, <laughs> you should see what I've gotten. It's just there. But when you change things up a bit, it, it really refreshes your whole approach. It does. Life, it does. You know? And that's one of the reasons why, you know, it, I, I can't tell you how many times we've, we've talked about the enthronement of the Sacred Heart and the image of the Sacred Heart and the central place of honor in your home. 
Maybe it's something like a May altar for the month of Our Lady, the month of May. And people will get, you know, all worked up. You know, why, why are all these things so important? You know, I don't think this is really important. You know, it's like, well, if you're getting so worked up over it, that's proof that there is a degree uh -huh. of importance to it. Making that statement, a very public statement, a very visual, visible statement that the Lord is there, Our Lady is there. And something like the May altar, just a little table, candles, flowers, an image of Our Lady. Keep it simple. Yeah. It's just a, it's a, a nice way to change things up a bit and help us remember, you know, I'm on a journey. I'm on a journey, and I'm supposed to be on a journey to heaven. And Our Lady is here to guide us, to walk with us, to protect us. You know, I love the three eyes. Our Lady intervenes. Our Lady interferes. Our Lady intercedes. Did you make behalf. that up? I think I did. <laughs> That's good, Father. But, I mean, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> You know, of course. Oh, that's that goes unsaid. That goes unsaid. But you know, if you just think about that, like she intervenes for us, she intercedes for us, and she will interfere for our behalf. Father, I have to backtrack because I know someone. Someone's going to ask, uh, probably <laughs> me, is when you were talking about the scapular yeah. and all the different, you know, colors and that. Um, what about the the scapular metal? Yes. Yeah. Is that okay? Sure. Yeah. All right. Just yeah. want to go back and yeah. for those out there wearing a scapular yeah. medal like me, <laughs> as you know it. <laughs> I mean, we've been so richly blessed with so many different opportunities mm -hmm. and sacramentals and medals and, you know, just opportunities just to be reminded yeah. throughout the day, every day. You know, we're Father, we, we're also dealing today in a, in a world that's causing a lot of confusion out there. Yeah. And coming from having brothers and sisters in the, still in the Protestant faith, trying to explain the role of Mary. And this gets a little sensitive, Father. Mm -hmm. But I always say, you got two choices. You can either choose Eve or you can choose Mary. Mm -hmm. Mary's going to lead us to Jesus. She's going to lead us to saying there yeah. is feminine beauty yeah. in women. Yeah. And if the women can find their beauty through Mary, mm. it's going to be long-lasting, healthy for them to be mothers. Yeah. If it's through Eve, then it's about themselves, and it's harder for them yeah. to really see God's divine plan. Yeah. So I do think we have that war going That's on That's a today. powerful image. We have that war going on. You know, is it Eve in your family, or is it Mary? And what we're saying, consecrate to Mary because it's a battle out there today. And we know Satan wants to get into these homes. Mm. And Mary is a great protector. And we know, Father, we're coming up to May 31st, the visitation of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And we know that St. Francis is our patron saint of the diocese. Mm -hmm. And we know that through uh, St. Francis and St. Jane, they founded the visitation order. That's right, yeah. That St. Uh, Margaret Mary is a part of, yeah. Part of, and in December 27th of this year, he appeared to her, Yeah, and it's the 350th anniversary. Yep. That's big. That is huge. So that's why it's special for our diocese to really look upon the visitation. Yeah. Thank God for St. Margaret Mary, Jesus appearing to her, and, it, and really think about that visitation, that they taking our Lord, uh, to the temple. Yep. And it's important for us to take our children to Jesus every Sunday, our families, right. 
and yourself. Yeah. Now, I think um, like one of the more beautiful or one of the elements of the theology authored by St. Francis de Sales is the um, undeniable um, primary importance given to love, theological love. And of course, Francis de Sales was preaching against um, a theology of fear, which was being pushed and promoted and preached by Jean Calvin. So he really zeroed in on this reality, this undeniable reality of God's love, charity. And it, that's most beautifully exhibited by the Holy Virgin because what happens? You know, if you just think about the flow of the mysteries of the rosary, the first one, the Annunciation, Archangel Gabriel appears to Our Lady, echoes the voice of God from heaven, lets her know she gives her fiat. She's now carrying the Christ child within her. The next mystery, the Visitation, which we will celebrate on May 31st, you know, what's that an exhibition of? Transmitting, communicating, carrying, literally carrying God's love to others. And what's so beautiful is in the Feast of the Visitation, we are given a beautiful lesson in the gospel of life, the sanctity of every human life, especially the unborn child. The presence of the unborn child, Jesus, in the womb of his mother is communicated through the voice of his mother to another woman, Elizabeth, whose unborn child, John, responds to the presence of Jesus communicated by the voice of a mother. So here, and just in this mystery of the rosary, the feast of the visitation, which we will have at the end of this month of May, we have a beautiful lesson in the gospel of life, the significance, the importance, the power of life, and how when life is transmitted by love, an act of love, care, literally carrying God to your neighbor, the whole world is transformed. You know, it is. And um, just reminded by our good program director here, David Orsborne, that we have not told our audience where to get these consecration kits. Oh, thank you, Dave. And he's a good Franciscan. So Archbishop Sheen had his angels. We just have Dave. <laughs> we have Dave. Not just. We have Dave. I'm looking yeah. through the wings and I don't see him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, the good news is you can get them right here at St. Gabriel. We're going to have them out here. The kit suggested price is $10. You get the image and you also get the booklet. And also the great thing about it is for the men that went to the conference this year, you were given uh, these images and they were all consecrated. They're all blessed. And so if you have not consecrated your homes, and you have the images, and you have the packet, do it during May. And as Joanne said, think about having a May crowning uh, at that time. Uh, nice time to do it is on Sundays after Mass, after you receive Jesus. And if you can come into the St. Gabriel, they're right here, and you can pick it up. You can go online, too, Chuck. And you can go online. Oh, boy, we're working together as a team. <laughs> WelcomeHisHeart.com. 52 years. Yeah, WelcomeHisHeart.com. <laughs> Go on to WelcomeHisHeart.com. But, you know, I think all of us need, you mentioned, Father, we need the weapons today. We need the ammunition. And this is a big one, this consecration. So I think as we're ending uh, session one, also I wanted to, I want you to just talk about keeping the flame burning newsletter because it is loaded with this month of May. Uh, Emily's done a great job, and you're going to hear from Emily Jaminette, our executive director of the second session of the program. Also, she'll be talking about her new book, Holy Habits of the Sacred Heart. And uh, I'm really excited to hear also what's going to be happening in June, a major, major Sacred Heart revival across the country. 
Well, Chuck, I think you've said it all. So what I'm going to say is stay tuned. We have a lot more coming up in the second half of our program. And as far as the newsletter goes, just sign up for it. Sign up your friends for it. They can always delete it if they don't want it, but they will want it. So make that effort. Be a, you know, a disciple and go out and spread the good news. And you can sign up by going to welcomehisheart.com. And uh, just really, if you're not receiving it, you need to receive it. And uh, it's just a, really a gift to be helping to be formed. Well, as we bring it to a close, this first segment on the Sacred Heart Hour for the month of May here at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, we have discussed the consecration to Our Lady, the significance of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, just having that simple reminder before us in our home, like a May altar, having the image of our Lord's Sacred Heart in a place of honor in the home. We hope that you'll tune in for our next segment. As we bring this to a close, we invite you to join us in our prayer as we pray the daily covenant renewal to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Dear Sacred Heart of Jesus, we renew our pledge of love and loyalty to you. Keep us always close to your loving heart and to the most immaculate heart of your mother. May we love one another more each day, forgiving each other's faults as you forgive us our sins. Teach us to see you in the members of our family and those we meet outside the home, loving them as you love them, especially the poor and oppressed, that we may be instrumental in bringing about justice and peace. Help us carry our cross daily out of love for you and help us strengthen this love by frequent participation in the celebration of the Eucharist. Thank you, dear Jesus, for all the blessings of this day. Protect us and all families and help us to live that we might get to heaven. Amen. Amen. In the Chronicles of Narnia, Mr. Beaver describes Aslan in these words. Aslan is the great lion. Oh, says Susan, I thought he was a man. Is he safe? I'd be nervous meeting a lion. Safe, says Mr. Beaver. Who said anything about safe? Court. We like to tame Jesus with images that make him so mild, he's almost boring. Maybe we do that because we prefer a God who doesn't actually challenge us. But Jesus walked on water, appeared before his apostles in dazzling light. He told dead people to get up, and they got up. He's mighty. When you pray, don't hold back. Got dreams? Ask big. Angry? Yell to God. Got doubts? Tell Him. Feel like a mess? Surrender your life to God. He can take it. He's bigger than you. He's the King, I tell you. This is Chris Stefanik from RealLifeCatholic.com. Hello, this is Father Stosh Daly. It's not too late to join me and 1,000 other dedicated souls who are praying a novena for vocations during the month of May. When you sign up, you will commit to pray nine memorares each day, adding a tenth each day in Thanksgiving. It has never been more urgent that you join me in praying for vocations. To be counted, sign up for the Novena for Vocations at sarahcolumbus.org. Our family has spanned the centuries and the globe. With God's grace, we started hospitals to care for the sick. We established orphanages and helped the poor. We are the largest charitable organization on the planet, bringing comfort to those in need. We educate more children than any other institution. We developed the scientific method and founded the college system. We defend the dignity of human life and uphold marriage. Guided by the Holy Spirit, we compiled the Bible. We are transformed by sacred scripture and sacred tradition, which have guided us for 2,000 years. 
We are the Catholic Church, with over one billion in our family, sharing in the sacraments and fullness of the Christian faith. Jesus started our church when he said to Peter, the first pope, You are rock, and upon this rock I will build my church. So if you've been away from the Catholic Church, we invite you to take another look. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. We are Catholic. Welcome home. Good morning and welcome back to the Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. This is Father Stosh Daly, joined by Chuck and Joan Wilson here in the studios. As we enter into the second segment of the Sacred Heart Hour, we invite you to join us as we begin with our prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We renew our pledge of love and loyalty to you. Keep us always close to your loving heart, and to the most pure heart of your mother. May we love one another more and more each day, forgiving each other's faults as you forgive us our sins. Teach us how to see you and those we meet outside our home. Please help us keep our love for you always strong by frequent Mass and communion. Thank you, dear Jesus, King and friend of our family, for all the blessings of this day. Protect us and help us all get to heaven. Amen. 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 Chuck and Joanne. Last yes, segment. Father. I felt like five minutes. I know, I <laughs> know. A lot of good information. More to come. So we're going through on this first Friday dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. We're going through the, the power, the significance, the importance of the Sacred Heart. But in this month of May, we're kind of highlighting some of the different bases in our life that refer to Our Lady and how she walks with us as Mother and Queen to the heart of her son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Of course, last segment we covered, you know, some of the different questions that might arise, you know, why this, why that, why her? Um, and it, it goes back to the family. It goes back to the, you know, the, the family um, being where the Lord wants to be and how he brings his mother. And of course, how he comes to us through his family. He comes to us through his mother. And uh, all of these beautiful familial references. And of course, right before we went live in the second segment, there was that commercial Catholics come home and there's that beautiful reference in there and it's like one of my favorite commercials that you guys run I like that like, one too you know it refers to the church as our home yeah and of course you know when we enter into the home that is the church and the church that is our home the people that we meet there are supposed to be our family and in that mm -hmm. family of course there is the woman who is our mother our lady um, so in this month of May just a lot of things to consider as we're pondering the significance and the power of the heart of Jesus on this first Friday. And of course, the first Friday is always dedicated to the Sacred Heart and then the first Saturday to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. So there's just so many different things like in the air right now that we're all talking about. All of them are important. All of them can bear incredible fruit in our lives. You know, Father, and uh, this morning um, we have Emily Jaminette as our guest speaker. And Emily's been really on the, on the road traveling and really spreading uh, the beauty of the love of our Lord's heart and uh, why uh, people should consider honoring the devotion and the enthronement of the Sacred Heart. Emily is a Catholic author, speaker, radio personality, podcaster with Inspired by Faith, wife, mother of seven, and the executive director of the Sacred Heart Enthronement Network, found at welcomesheart.com. Her most recent books include Secrets of the Sacred Heart, and her latest one released, Holy Habits from the Sacred Heart, 10 Ways to Strengthen More Loving Relationships. And uh, we welcome Emily and our daughter, Emily Jaminette. Good morning, everyone. What a gift to be here. I, I really enjoyed that first segment. 
And what I love about being here is it's always a real conversation. Oh, it's, it's not, real. It's, it's not, um, you know, just rainbows and, <laughs> and beauty, but it, it, it hits at the point of what really is important. And I can share that. I mean, I am on a complete mission to authentically reintroduce the love of Christ into individuals' lives, especially for Catholics, because we um, have received an amazing gift of our Catholic faith, of the sacraments, of um, even the understanding that Jesus loves us so perfectly that he has given up his heart. Um, In the first segment, we talked about the significance of the Blessed Mother and and the role that she has in, in understanding his love. But now is the time to eliminate the counterfeits that have caused so much confusion and brokenness. And um, I can share that, you know, faith without authentic love is cruel. It's pointless. It it doesn't exist. And so we need to reintroduce as much as we reintroduce catechesis and instruction, the encounter of his love, encounter of his love, so that then we go forth and share his love. And um, that's that's really why I wrote Holy Habits from the Sacred Heart. I wanted to tell our family story, um, a, an imperfect family, uh, you know, as I look at my parents here in studio, but also invite people to be first-generation Sacred Heart, to be the first generation to pick up that torch, to recommit to eliminating the counterfeits that are you know, the culture is literally um, putting before our face and saying, this is love. And we know it's not because Jesus is the source of all love, grace, mercy, and even virtue. Tell us a little bit about the book, Why the Ten, how the Ten came about, and um, and how is it being received? I know you've been on a lot of radio uh, last week across the country. How is it being received? Well, I think that the question is like, why did I write another book on the Sacred Heart? The first book, as you you can recall, um, was The Secrets of the Sacred Heart, unpacking the 12 promises, having the scriptural references, telling stories, telling about each promise, and helping people to see how important it is to cling and to claim these promises in their life. But I felt like there was another aspect of the devotion that we really needed to do a deep dive in, and that's what what happens when our heart encounters the love of Christ. How do we change? What's different about ourselves? And oftentimes we want to look for the miracles of the external, you know, um, such as the, the tremendous healings, which we know the Lord is capable of doing for sure. But if our heart doesn't shift, change, be transformed, you know, we're missing a major component to the faith. So um, holy habits from the sacred heart talk about how much the Lord wants to change our heart when we encounter the devotion. And um, I, I have been blessed to be able to do a number of media and just opportunities to talk about it. And, and the reason why I wrote the book is so that we do talk about what happens when we go deeper into our faith. And I just wanted to share um, Bishop Fernandez. I asked him to review the book, the manuscript, and, and he wrote, this book offers concrete and practical ways of healing broken relationships within the family and experiencing not only the mercy of the heart of Jesus, but also the joys and delights of his heart. So to me, that's um, just such an important piece is that the Lord wants to restore homes. It's not, oh, I didn't have a perfect childhood, so now I'm <laughs> now I'm doomed. No, he, he wants to renew, restore all things, and starting with our, our relationships. And um, 
when you talk about the 10, do you want to share about each one? Uh, was there 10 reasons, 10 things that came to you, Emily? Well, um, I think the first is openness. A lot of times we live in our own little silos in our culture. We have our own news sources. We have our own way of doing things. And, and if we are not open to the Lord, literally open to the Lord, He can't work in our life. So docility is, I believe, essential, is that we start asking the Lord to reveal our heart, to reveal Himself to us, and giving us a way to experience His love and renewal. Um, the second is that we have to put aside shame. Uh, so many people are feeling like, oh, I'm not worthy. I, I see this so much, especially in women's ministry. It's like they look in their past and they see that one bad experience that they automatically withdraw themselves from the flock of the kingdom, of the faith, of the faithful. And and instead of saying, you know, putting that, that shame behind and not hearing what the devil um, has done, but instead clinging to God's grace, believing that it's grace through us that transforms our nature, transforms us. So um, that's important that we literally welcome the light. That's the name of our booklet um, with enthronement, welcome the light, welcome the light into our family, welcome the light into our soul, you know, being able to be an active participant with our will. Um, the next is building fortitude. I think it's very important that we don't get discouraged. I, I see a lot, and I saw a lot in faith encounters with women, is that they, um, it's like they already had written the storybook of their life before it was over and for the relationships within their family. Wow. So when we, when we go with a very negative, pessimistic view of people's salvation, we can't allow that radical hope to penetrate our hearts. So fortitude is very, very important to the very, very end and letting go the counterfeits of, of love. Um, next, I, I talked about spiritual stability through hope. I, I see that this devotion is essential to spiritual stability. We can look at the lives of those, the, the saints, the popes, the laity, and even the peasants of the past who practiced this, they, they found a consistency, a cycle of, of how to live their life, especially as we hear at First Friday. We, we know this is a day of renewal, of remembering uh, a month ago, which was Good Friday. Um, we know that in a month, we, we will continue to allow this to be a day of renewal, in allowing the devotion to renew us and, and help us. So spiritual stability, awakening charity within our hearts, a lot of times we need to do an inner glance. What is going on in our heart? You know, is this even what God wants for me? The way that my thoughts are going, the way that I'm thinking, the way that I'm doing that. So how do I awaken compassion for others? A lot of times I want our hearts to look like a dial. How do I dial it in the right direction? Um, and then letting go of control, growing in meekness and humility. We talked about that in the last segment, but putting aside pride, we have to know that Jesus tells us his heart is meek and um, humble, and we need to embrace humility in a way that we never have before. Um, chapter 7 is uh, the gift of forgiveness. I think it's important that we forgive and we let go, and we experience the freedom of putting Jesus in the center of these relationships. Um, the power of temperance is self-control. I That's my next chapter. I talk about breaking addictions, like Jesus doesn't want us to love the wrong loves. He wants to set us free. And I, I talk about even the um, what it's done in individuals' lives, but also what it's done in the movement of the AA movement and how this actually AA movement was rooted in 
a devotion to the Sacred Heart, and I, I share that story. Chapter nine, um, practicing joy and gratitude. If you are, as my dad talked a couple of weeks ago about a pity party, we all have our pity parties. Once in a while. I didn't write about <laughs> Chuck's pity party in my book, but I did talk about we have to practice joy and gratitude. We have to train our minds to be more joyful, more gracious. more. It was a health issue. I could have handled it better. <laughs> I had to go to confession. But but the truth is, Dad, I mean, that's that's each and every one of us. That's what we need to do is we need to um, grow in gratitude. And lastly, you know, living in the kingdom of peace, you know, how do we prudently go forth in claiming the joy and the peace of the kingdom? So that's the long expanded uh, overview. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> no, and I think for people listening, how can they get it? Uh, you know what? Holy Habits from the Sacred Heart, it can be found at any Catholic bookstore. Um, I was honored that even right here, Generations is carrying the book. It can be found on Amazon. It's published by Ave Maria Press. And uh, I'm just... St. Paul? Uh, yes, St. Paul's bookstore. It's It's been very well received. And I think uh, I love that the, the emphasis is to strengthen our relationships. And um, I was saying... How about Welcome is Heart? You know, absolutely, you can get it at Welcome His Heart. Um, and I, I'm i just honored that I, I got the opportunity to talk about not only this here, but to write about it as well. You know, Emily, I have a question. I love the book. I think you really are right on with some of the uh, barriers in our heart, as you say, the pebbles <laughs> that sometimes hard little pebbles in our heart that we need to overcome and allow the Lord to cast out. But now if you are, you know, you have, you know, someone you want to introduce them to the sacred heart. Do you recommend the secrets of the sacred heart first? If you were to give them one book, which one would you choose? And I know both of them, of course. I love that. That's a, that's why I wrote this book is I felt like, um, going into the 12 promises was a pretty big jump for a lot of people, but everybody needs the authentic love of Jesus Christ. And I, I would say love is the most debated topic in this culture right yeah. now. You know, what, how are we going to present love to the next generation? That's really the conversation yeah. with regards to children and family life. And if we do not cling and reclaim the authentic love of Jesus Christ, I can't imagine what our conversation is going to look like in 30 years. So this is essential that we start here. And Emily, I know um, we can go to Welcome It's Heart to get these books. And uh, you've been traveling Florida. You're go going to New Mexico uh, the end of the month. I am. Yeah, it's it's amazing. You know, I got to say, I don't know about if you think about this, Father Stosh. It's a little easier to talk about something that's outside of your neighborhood because they haven't heard the great news. <laughs> when I go to these conferences, everybody wants to enthrone their home. They're super excited about the living out first Friday and the devotion. But around here, you know, people get used to the conversation and they, they forget Boy, about the importance of renewal. But I'm, I went to a conference and Every enthronement kit was just like off the table and people are ordering it, you know, as we're there. And so I, I think it's important that we all see ourselves as missionaries. You know, you have a million friends on your Facebook, share these messages. But what I find is it's not just posting, it's having meaningful conversations. And that's what the book is about. It's about meaningful dialogue conversations. There's study questions in the back. I want you to be able to 
overcome those counterfeits so that your relationships are strengthened and then they encounter the authentic I don't know who wouldn't benefit from this book. Well, I mean, that's... That's Are why you the I, mother of the author? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. Well, well the other I, thing. I, we we got to go on to another subject. Well, no, I want to just say one more thing. I, just keep in mind, this is a great wedding, uh, you know, wedding present. To give someone the enthronement kit and the books because starting off a marriage today and staying married and having authentic love, even if the even if it's at the moment they'd rather have whatever came from you know pottery barn, but <laughs> you're giving them tools for life. It's, Father, do you support that? Totally, yeah. And we're heading into prime wedding season. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And uh, no, that's a good point, Joanne. Now, I mean, I know we have a lot coming up in June. Yes. And why don't you just share? a little bit about the Sacred Heart Revival and also the webcast. Yep. Um, we're excited to tell you about two amazing opportunities that people can tune in right from their own home. Uh, the first is uh, right now we have um, a, a, a campaign going forth to try to get as many enthronements worldwide as possible. Um, I have a massive, huge goal of 50,000. If I meet that goal, <laughs> is anyone going to buy me lunch? Because I think that would be really great. <laughs> but 50,000, we would love that. And um, that's why we set up Sacred Heart Revival is to get parishes to promote the enthronement to the parishioners. So we have um, on there, we have a media kit. We have, this is a great bulletin insert. This is, um, you know, our letter uh, that Bishop Fernandez wrote about the ministry to prove our authenticity and and kind of who we are a little bit. Anything with Father Stosh? You know, yeah, Father Stosh Father. is Father Stosh is the central the spiritual director. A, exactly. Yes, he is. But we've had over sixty parishes nationwide <laughs> sign up. We have over a hundred parish representatives signed up. And when I say parishes, that means the secretary is committed to promoting this. And it's not just saying we want the enthronement. We're talking about the 12 promises, sending them flock notes, pr prayers for every day. We want a complete revival. And on the sacredheartrevival.com, which you can, you can get all these resources at Welcome is Heart, we also share about a webcast coming up. And this is our third annual webcast. The goal of this webcast is to better instruct, catechize, and build that excitement for the month of June. It will take place um, the night before the novena that kicks off leading up to the Great Feast of the Sacred Heart. So June 6th at 8 p.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time, we'll be interviewing Dr. Uh, Father James Kaviki, um, our, our Jesuit uh, author and, and presenter on the Sacred Heart. Father Nathan Cromley will also be presenting. We'll be getting a testimony from Rachel Muhal. Some of our friends here of the station are so, so important. So I, I would say um, I would love for everyone to come back to their pastor, say, can we promote the revival? Can we encourage enthronement right here in our own parish? Um, inviting, being a missionary going forth. And uh, I, I'm, I'm just honored that, you know, I get to be part of movements like this one. And one of the parts of the movement is getting in these bulletins on every parish yep. in the United States. That's our that's our in that's the our dream. United States. Well, Kenya, we have a number of countries that are also promoting this as well. 
So um, revival begins within the heart, and we need to represent as Catholics the month of June. We need to remind people this is the month of the Sacred Heart. Wow. Well, well Father, yeah, wow. your thoughts on how we can just continue, as this is a Sacred Heart Hour, to continue to get uh, the devotion and enthronement, anything that you have for Emily, I know you've worked very closely with Emily, and we thank you. And I just do believe uh, that this is the Lord just wanting his heart in every home. Mm, yeah. But, I mean, I think one of the beautiful things to consider um, for those who have been listening is to kind of ask for that grace to enter into your own heart and find out what the, the stumbling block is. What's the barrier? What's the hurdle? What's the pebble? What's the pebble? Mm -hmm. you know? And then with gratitude to the Lord for revealing that, to then offer that up to him, you know, and because there's always something that's going to prevent us, uh, something big, something small, uh, something's going to try to prevent us from kind of accepting the Lord into our hearts, into our homes through the sacred heart of Jesus. Uh, but perhaps like one of the fruits of this uh, book is just the opportunity to enter within the heart accompanied by the grace of the Lord to identify what that stumbling block is, what that pebble is, and then to uproot it, to remove it. Um, <clears throat> because if you don't, if you're, not ever, if you're not ever able to identify it and then call it out, you're going to be returning to that stumbling block over and over and over again. Like an examination of yeah, conscience. And it can even prevent you from really propagating the devotion, which is uh -huh. what the Lord asks of us. You know, that's, that's even one of his promises is for those who spread this devotion, your name will be in my heart. So it's not just receive, but it's also then share, very much like in the example of Our Lady, receiving the Word, receiving the Son, and then sharing Him through the visitation. And, you know, so I think there's just a lot of opportunities in this month of May to ask Our Lady's intercession that we may know how to receive the Lord into our homes and our hearts and then bring Him to others. Emily, I know you have a speaking engagement at what? St. Pius? Yes. Coming so everyone's invited. Um, when is it again? So it is coming up, which will be May 18th. I'll be at St. Pius. May 21st, I'll be at the um, Knights of Columbus uh, Statewide Convention, uh, addressing the women at the luncheon there. Um, I will also uh, just be traveling to, like you mentioned, New Mexico. And you asked me, uh, I, I forgot, I did quote Father Stosh a few times in my book. And my two favorite quotes, Father, that I love to tell people is that um, that first, Jesus reveals so that he can heal. Oh, so yeah. you, you have really impacted yeah. my heart on that. Uh, and my second, uh, if, if I was tweeting right now, my second favorite tweet is that you talk about he spiritually rearranges the furniture of mm -hmm. our homes. And I, I that, that understanding, Father Mateo said, make your home another Bethany, mm -hmm. make your home a, a place where Jesus feels welcomed. Uh, sometimes the furniture needs to be rearranged. Sometimes yeah. those vices need to change. And I, I was thinking, um, as you talked about when it's revealed, I, I remember when my, my little one's like, Mom, you yell too much. And I'm like... <laughs> I don't yell. I mean, no, I don't. But I realized <laughs> I, I had raised a lot of boys. I'd gotten kind of, you know, loose in my, my yelling. And I, instead of being defensive in that moment, we need to call upon the Lord and say, remove that vice from me, Lord. Make me more docile. Make me more gentle. Make, help change me. And, and I think that's kind of what I, I heard Father Spash saying is that those things can have massive impact, even on our witness. If it's you know, how we are expressing our faith to our family can can really um, 
really be impactful. So it, it's it's important that we do change. And our website, anything new with Welcome is Heart. Everything is available at Welcome is Heart. All of our resources, as we talked about Marian consecration, as we talked about the enthronement of the Sacred Heart. We talked about books and resources, wonderful videos. Um, we, we will be releasing a, a great video Father Stosh did uh, a couple weeks ago with the Diocese, a joint project. So we will um, keep you posted on that. Uh, Sacred Heart Revival, Sacred Heart Congress. We, we want you to go deep into this devotion. And the Sacred Heart Congress, 30 seconds. Sacred Heart Congress is set for November 4th. We are so excited that we will be opening up registration for children. We'll have a children's program this year on that November 4th that day. That is amazing. We'll the have sisters. The sisters uh, at St. Paul's. Uh, so we're very excited about that. We have Monsignor um, Lane speaking to us, one of our first attendees. Monsignor Lane? Yeah, Monsignor oh, Lane. Wow. And um, it will it will be a beautiful day. So we're, we're excited. And the bishop? And the bishop will oh. be leading us uh, on celebrating Mass. So... This um, uh, this is a wonderful time of the year. Well, Father, coming to a close, have we left anything out? <laughs> I'm exhausted. The procession. So in the month of May, <laughs> we have on, um, of course, you know, Fatima is very important um, in kind of like the promoting the Sacred Heart devotion, the message of Our Lady at Fatima. And so on May 13th, which is the anniversary of the first apparition of Our Lady in Fatima, we have our annual Fatima Rosary Procession in downtown Columbus, which begins at Holy Family Church at 7 p.m. And the rosary is prayed as the procession with Our Lady moves through downtown Columbus and concludes at St. Patrick's Church uh, with benediction of the Blessed Sacrament. And there are shuttles that actually connect the two churches so that if you park at one, you can take the shuttle to the other, either before or after the procession. That's on May 13th, which is a Saturday this year, at 7 p.m. at Holy Family procession goes to St. Patrick's, concluding with benediction, May 13th, the Feast of Our Lady of Fatima. And as we bring to a close the Sacred Heart Hour on this first Friday of the month of May, a month dedicated to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, we bring to a close this hour with a prayer to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, authored by Mother Adela. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O Immaculate Heart of Mary, you are the most perfect model of total consecration and dedication to the heart of Jesus. O Mother, it is our desire to live in your heart and to learn to love unconditionally the heart of Jesus, your Son. Through your heart, may we truly obey him and serve him with all generosity, responding diligently to the desires of his heart. We wish to consecrate ourselves to your immaculate and sorrowful heart, the perfect and sure path to reach the heart of Jesus. Your heart, filled abundantly with grace and holiness, is the refuge where we are healed and liberated from our misery and weakness. Most Holy Virgin, we want to belong unreservedly to your heart, bearing within us a complete and loving readiness to do the will of God. In this consecration, we implore your Immaculate Heart to guard and protect us from all evil. May our hearts be inflamed by the fire and love of the Holy Spirit, as it is in your heart. In union with you, the purest channel through which Christ comes into the world, and anointed by the power of the Holy Spirit, may we, be instruments in this cold and barren world to bring to all the love, joy, and peace of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Amen. 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 This is listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM820 on WVSG Columbus and FM88.3 
WSGR, New Boston, Portsmouth.